Christensen. I am one of your discipleship associates here. I get to run a little bit of what goes on behind the scenes. And once in a while, Danny allows me to be on the front of scenes like tonight. So welcome. Uh, tonight, I want to tell you guys, Amazon failed me. I Did you order same day delivery after Nope. I wanted to share with you something that was cherished in my childhood. And I had it on order and it was supposed to come today this morning 10 a.m. And then it got delayed until noon and then they're like uh, we'll just push it till six o'clock. And then they're like, forget it. It's coming Saturday. And I'm like, really? Really? But the thing that I wanted, the thing that I wanted to share with you guys, it was something called a Stretch Armstrong. Who do you, have you guys heard of a Stretch Armstrong? All right. Here's. Here's what the Stretch Armstrong was. It is, some people call it a doll. I call it an action figure. But the, but the Stretch Armstrong, it was able, it was made of like this, this plastic that was moldable and stretch. So what I was able to do is I was able to stretch and twist and tie it in a knot. And I thought it was really cool because it magically returned to its normal shape and size. And I abused that thing like no one else. Think of it like I was bashing against the wall, against the floor, against the table. I mean, I love the thing. And I got in trouble because I saw the commercial. And what the commercial did is one kid threw it, the Stretch Armstrong against the brick wall. And I, being an impressionable little kid, decided I'm going to do the same thing. Except I'm not going to throw it just softly at the wall. Man, I took like the pitcher stance and I hucked the thing as hard as I could at the wall. And I want to tell you guys, that thing flattened out and then magically, like the commercial, it went back to its normal size. But the wall did not. There was a dent in the wall and I want to let you guys know my parents were furious and I want to let you guys know I want you guys to be like that stretch Armstrong when life hits you bam I want you to be able to bounce off and return back to normal size when you hit life I want you to be able to bust through any situation and then return back to normal size. And tonight, we're talking about anxiety. Now, I want to let you guys know there was a moment when I myself went through anxiety and I did not feel like that Stretch Armstrong doll. I felt like there was 100 pounds on top of me I felt exhausted all the time. And I want to let you guys know life hit me. 
and it felt like I was chipped. I felt like I was cracking. And there were moments where I felt like I was breaking. My hope for you guys tonight is to not break under the pressure of anxiety. But I want you guys to pour in and lean into what God says. So tonight, uh, before we get going, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Anxiety, when we look in the Bible, anxiety is used a few different ways. In some ways, it talks about caring or being concerned for people or concerned for things in a positive sense. But then it switches a little bit and it's used in negative form and it's used as worried, troubled, anxious, anxiety. So as we see it, there's kind of these different levels of caring, different levels of anxiousness, some good, some negative. So tonight, as I talk about worries or anxiety or anxiousness, those, for tonight's purposes, those are all going to be the same thing. They're all going to be synonymous together. And tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to look at what Jesus said about anxiety. So I'll have you guys open up your Bibles to Matthew 6. This is Sermon on the Mount. This was Jesus talking 2,000 years ago, and it blows my mind that something 2,000 years ago applies to today. Things that people were feeling 2,000 years ago, it is what we're feeling today. And I think we need to hear what Jesus is saying because, sky, because anxiety has skyrocketed in today's culture, in today's society. I want to let you know Jesus has the answer to what it looks like to have freedom from anxiety. So here we go. We're in Matthew 6, and tonight my big idea is freedom from anxiety comes by surrendering to God's caring direction. All right, here we go, guys. Matthew 6, we're going to start in verse 25. One more time. Here we go. Ready? This is for Zach. Freedom from anxiety comes by surrendering to God's caring direction. All right, Matthew 6. Here we go. It's on the screen or you can read in your Bibles. Here we go. Starting in verse 25. That is why I tell you, do not worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body is more than clothing? Look at the birds. Don't they, they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And I love this question. Aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your, 
about your clothes, clothing. Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothes. Yet Solomon, in, in all of his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here one day and they're thrown into the fire tomorrow, will he certainly care for you? Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So let's recap a little bit of what Jesus is saying here. Jesus brings a couple of concerns, a couple of anxieties that people were going through back in the day. In the first section, Jesus talks about food. The next one, he talks about clothing. And then he points to creation in how God takes care of the birds and the animals and the flowers. And he goes, man, if I, if the Father takes care of them, why are you worrying about all this other stuff? Why do we need to be anxious? There are things in this world that will, there, there are things that the world is anxious about why should we be anxious like the world? And so Jesus says, don't be anxious. I want you to search after God's kingdom. So I have a few points for tonight. And here's the first one. You ready for point number one? Zach, you ready? Here we go. Point number one. If you want freedom from anxiety, surrender control. If we go back, Jesus asks a really good question. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? The answer is no. The anxiety you have doesn't add to your life. Being anxious isn't going to get you anywhere. There are many times when people have anxiety because they, A, want control or have control and they want to try to keep control and they're, they're fighting hard for it, or B, they don't have control and they're trying to scramble to get control. I was in B, Camp B. I didn't have control over the thing I had anxiety over and I was scrambling hard and I was desperate to get control over it. I was a little bit older than you guys. I was a freshman, sophomore, and I had my eyes set on college. And I'm like, mm, all right, I need to get my grades up because I want to get into a good college. And then I was thinking, man, what degree am I going to pursue? What, what major am I going to pursue? I'm like, man, I've got to think about that one. And then that actually influences how I'm, 
I'm going to, like, have a job or have a career, and, and, and that's going to influence how much money I make, and that's going to influence where I live, and that's going to influence, man, my family, and that's going to influence how much stuff we're going to have. And do you guys see the, the kind of the spiral that I was having? And it was the one after the next, after the next, after the next. And like I was telling you guys before, that was just weighing on me. I want to let you guys know, giving that over to God is best. The Bible says, don't worry about it. Give it to God. And to realize that, you know what? The plans that I have are nowhere near as good as the plans that God has. Me, I am just very short-sighted with, with life, with things that are going on. Man, now I have to figure out what am I supposed to do in this life, having this, this close of a view of life. God, God has this expanded view over everything. He is omniscient. He's all-knowing. So God's plan is best. So what I need to do, man, all of the, the plans that I have should be just given over to God. Hmm. Have you guys seen uh, a video? It's a, it's a video of this toddler, and he's in a pool, and his mom's right next to him, and there's kind of that, that rope that divides, you know, the deep end from the the shallow end, and this little, little toddler is holding on to this rope, and he's screaming just bloody murder, like, I'm going to die. And then all of a sudden, the mom just, like, picks him up and sets him on his feet, and the water was up to his waist. That's how I was in my anxiety. I'm sitting here, like, trying to, like, scream and, and splash around and hold on. I'm going to die. And then all of a sudden, when I give over my anxiety, when I give over the thing that worried me most and let God have control, God showed me, hey, there's a better way of doing this. And he picks me up and stands me up. And then I realize, oh, my goodness. The anxiety and the worry that I had, man, that was small beans to compared to what God has for us, the plans that he has for us. So what can we do about it? 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, it says, Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Here you go, ready for this part? Cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. God is not just this figure that's out there. He is here and he is active and he wants to be with you. So cast the things that worry you most onto him because he cares. So how, how can we do this? How can we cast our anxieties on God? And here's, here's, ready for this? Here's like a sub point under number one. Start with prayer. Ask him to help with your anxieties. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him, man, God, I am worrying and I'm, I'm anxious. What can I do about this? Ready for this? James 1, 5. If you need wisdom, ask a generous God. 
Ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for it. Here you go, ready for this? Number two, search what the Bible says about anxiety. If you guys have a cell phone, you guys got the Bible app, there's some cool technology nowadays that you guys have that I don't. In the Bible app, there's a cool search function. And what you can do is you can search anxiety. And it's going to pop up a bunch of verses that talk about anxiety. Ready for this next action, actionable step? Give up control by asking help with your anxiety. And what I would say, start with your parents. Your parents know you guys. They want to help you. They want to they want to be there for you. So as we start to work through anxiety, giving that control over to God. So let us hit Let's hit up the next section that Jesus has for us in our next point. Ready for point number two? Zach, you good? Ready? Here we go. If you want freedom from anxiety, don't follow the world. Jesus goes back and he says in verse 31, 32, don't worry about these things saying, hey, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father knows all your needs. I want you guys to know the world has worries for you. Jesus just names a few. But the world's got many, 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 many more for you if you want them. Some of you may be working through them right now. This morning, did you ask yourself, man, do I look good? How's my hair? How about, how about the next worry? Did I get an A on that assignment? Oh, are you ready for this one? Does he like me? Does she like me? Ready for this one? Man, if I post this, will I get more followers? How about this worry? Ready for the next worry? What will my friends think? Ready for this one? I don't think he likes me. I don't think she likes me. Do I need to do more? All right, ready for the next one? Am I accepted? Am I loved? These are the worries of the world, and the world has many for them for you. Many of them. And the enemy, what the enemy wants to do is the enemy wants to cripple you with anxiety. The enemy is going to keep handing you anxieties and handing you worries to weigh you down to stop you in your tracks. That's one of the tactics the enemy has against you so that you don't move, you don't act, you don't learn. And especially what they don't want you to do is to learn more about God's word. Do you guys remember uh, Jesus' parable, the sower and the seed? What the farmer did is the farmer would go out, and this is just a recap of the parable. The farmer would go out and he would toss seeds. Hold on, hold on, let me get to it. One lands on the path, 
One lands on rocks, another in weeds, another on fertile soil. In the path, that's hard ground. That thing is not going to grow one bit. There's seed that goes onto the rocks. That grows a little bit, but the roots aren't able to grow very much. The next is weeds. The plant grows somewhat, but it's choked out by the weeds. And finally, the seed is, lands on fertile ground. Fertile ground, that's where the plant is able to grow the healthiest. Now, I want to hone in on those weeds. Have you guys ever seen what it looks like when a plant is choked out by weeds? No? All right, I do have a picture here for you guys. Here we go. This is my parents' garden. Now, they plant, exactly, is that a, was that a garden? Now, what happened was their garden overgrown with weeds. And you cannot see the plants that they planted. And to be truthful, if we go to the next picture, the plants aren't doing very well. They are on the ground, and they are just barely holding on. After Jesus told the parable, his disciples came up to him and said, Hey, Jesus, what did that parable mean? And what do you think that Jesus made reference to the weeds? What do you think? The weeds were the worries of this world. And what the world wants is you not to learn one bit about the word of God. This is what the word of God looks like when the worries of the world are clamping in on you. So, what do we do when you get sucked into this world full of worries. Ready for this? Here we go. Subpoint under number two. Pray. And I want to I want to let you guys know. I want you guys to be humble about praying. I want you to be like, man, God, you are God of this universe. You are. You know everything. Your way is best. And I want you guys to know, sometimes you may need to repent. You may have placed that worry above your importance of God. That worry may have gone into becoming an idol for you. So you may have to repent. Number two, search for the Bible. I hope you guys are catching on. I want to be repetitive for you guys tonight. Look to the Bible of what it looks like to repent. Number three, ask for help. I've already mentioned your parents. And I want to let you guys know that there are many people here at Grace Church that want to see the best for you. So if you're working through anxiety, come talk to me. Come talk to Danny. Come talk to Grace. Come talk to your small group leaders. They are here for you. 
And for a while, when I was younger, I thought asking for help was a sign of weakness. And it's not. It is actually very mature to ask for help. And finally, I want to talk about one more thing that Jesus touched on in his section about anxiety. And here's our point number three. If you want freedom from anxiety, seek after Jesus. Jesus ends his section on anxiety by seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. Why in the world would Jesus and a section on anxiety with that. Seek the kingdom. And I want to let you guys know, it gives us something called eternal perspective. What eternal perspective does is ask you a couple of questions. Does it matter what I'm going through in this moment in eternity? So as we were talking about anxiety, how does my anxiety and how does my worrying right now impact my eternity in God, with God in heaven? And the majority of the time, it doesn't affect your eternal security. If I'm anxious about my grades right here in this moment, does that affect me eternally? No. If I am consumed about what I look like. If I'm consumed about what I look like right here in this moment, does that affect me eternally? So what I want to say is search after God. And when you do that, it changes how you view worrying. And it changes into something different. They change from things that are very temporal things to things that are eternal. And God wants you to have that perspective. And by doing that, it will melt anxiety away. So, let's say as I talk about all of these things, man, you're like, man, I got that, and I got that, I got, I think I'm doing everything right, and yet I'm still anxious, I still have anxiety. What I would say, continue searching out for God. Do not stop that. If you're doing it, great. You're reading the Bible, you're searching anxiety and searching all of these things. Continue with searching in for Jesus. Next step. I've said this multiple times before, ask for help. But the help that you might need actually might be professional help too. I'm not a professional counselor, but I have referred and I have suggested people to go see a counselor before. And what I would say, go find someone who is a Christian, who's a biblical counselor, because they're going to pour truth and they're going to pour life into you. So as we finish up tonight, I want you guys to remember that pursuing God, not the world, pursuing God and giving over this control that you think you have to God 
will help you be on the way of getting freedom from anxiety.